So I welcome everybody. Thanks for coming. Um, today we have a podcast about seascape ecology. My name is Falk Hüttmann and um, today I would like to start this podcast with um, a publication that was just made on the subject of seascape ecology. As a matter of fact, um, it's a paper by Simon Pittman and 38 co-authors. I happen to be one of them. And this paper is called Seascape Ecology, Identifying Research Priorities for an Emerging so Ocean Sustainability Science. It was published as a feature article in MAPS, that is Marine Ecology Progress Series. And the idea would be that it um, provides progress on the ecology of marine systems. So um, to jump a little bit deeper into this topic, I like to divide the subject into two um, headings. The first heading is seascape ecology, and the other one will be this actually paper itself. So let's talk about seascape ecology. Um, you might have heard seascape ecology as a discipline. Um, it was just recently published in a book by Simon Pittman. Um, myself, I've worked on seascape ecology a lot, uh, also before it was actually officially named and framed. Um, that was in the 90s and 2000. Um, so around 2000, and it started with a lot of my own GIS work. At that time, it was a hot t topic to do geographic information systems and computational uh, mapping issues in science and in landscapes and seascapes. And um, then we moved further into Marbet Mulet work and also did some other pelagic seabird work. Um, we never really used the term seascape directly. Later, we did a little bit more. But um, anyway, I like to get, give credit to uh, Simon Pittman here and his book on seascape ecology. Now, the concept of seascape ecology um, goes back to landscape ecology. And don't be um, thrown off by the idea that uh, land and sea are not the same. You'll be surprised how much they are identical. You'll be surprised how much they are actually connected and in, uh, correlated. Um, Usually when you deal with oceans and with the ocean issue itself, you need to study oceanography or something. Um, nowadays, it obviously gets much bigger and that's where seascape ecology comes in. Seascape ecology, um, like landscape ecology, is, in my view, meant very um, ecumenical. What that means is it goes among the disciplines, among the ideologies and among the principles and just combines and welcomes everything together. That's why I like landscape ecology or seascape ecology in this case. Um, I also like it because it involves the use of technology such as geographic information systems, remote sensing, and a lot of these an analytical methods that allow you to work on a pixel basis. Um, there are a lot of, a lot of questions and science questions in this. Um, if you ask me in a nutshell what landscape ecology is, I would tell you it's patterns and processes and processes obtained from patterns. Um, that's a whole discussion in itself. I will not go into here, but um, the point is that once you understand the pattern and you can describe the pattern, let's say with a map, then you probably understand that there is a certain process involved. Um, in my view, that's progress. In my view, um, that moves away from the traditional oceanography or even other disciplines like forestry and so on on land. Here we talk about the ocean. Um, it also involves this idea that's relatively new. It's telecoupling. So telecoupling or metacoupling means that everything is connected on a remotely basis um, and that you can actually quantify those connections. Um, what I'm trying to show you here is that um, seascape ecology, as it has a roots in landscape ecology, um, is not reductionist. 
it's more connected with everything. It involves everything. It, it moves heavily into social science, but also has the physical and the traditional approaches still uh, on board. So I think that is um, the beauty of seascape ecology. And I believe um, the current definition of seascape ecology can easy, easily be extended um, when you go back to the roots of landscape ecology, it actually came, came from basically from Russia in the 20s and 30s. Um, and then um, in North America, it started after the Second World War. And um, with technology, it basically had another wave where it really uh, evolved really strongly. And then it had to spin off into seascape ecology. And you probably can apply the same principles that I just mentioned to you to be inclusive and welcoming and with technology and patterns and processes in many other approaches, including atmospheric science, for instance. Even in, um, in medical science, um, some of these principles work really well there if you apply them more holistically. So I think it moves more into, I wouldn't say Buddhist, but I would say in a holistic uh, perspective, which I think is important these days. So that's just uh, the notion of seascape ecology. If you haven't heard about it, I mean, that's very important. And landscape ecology obviously is a root of it. So I think there's a lot um, to be learned there. And if you want to um, widen your uh, science portfolio, I urge you to look into landscape ecology or if you work on oceans, three-dimensional, uh, into the seascape ecology and into the prey-scape of the oceans. It's pretty interesting and stunning. Okay. Um, that's number one, the seascape ecology. And now we move more into the, this publication I mentioned. Um, so um, in this case, it tries basically to um, set priorities, research priorities. If you want to do seascape ecology, what are the research priorities for um, sustainable oceans and for a science that actually has sustainability of the oceans on, on the agenda? Currently, um, when you look at oceanography as an example, or even some fisheries um, research, you will be surprised that sustainability is a part of it. Um, there's a lot of mechanistic research. There's a lot of research that is really not so much interested in, in, in the wider picture. And a lot of research is really reductionist, specifically in the oceans. And when you think of research vessels, um, I can tell you many stories about research vessels um, not addressing sustainability or conservation. So that's an interesting story. And so here, um, these authors were asked, these co-authors were asked to basically participate in a Delphi study and a Delphi um, methodology where basically everything gets discussed and, and voted on um, to set priorities. And then you come up with a ranking and say, here are the top uh, research priorities for um, a science in seascape ecology that... Um, yeah, trying to um, tackle sustainable oceans. Um, I have to give you a spoiler alert. Uh, sustainable oceans in the year 2021, I find pretty funny, uh, simply because the oceans are beyond sustainable systems and they're heavily uh, victimized and um, decaying and uh, yeah, destroyed in a way. Um, just think of microplastics and of um, ocean acidification is one example and many others. So there is a problem. I think this this type of question is, is great, but it's it's a bit late, um, probably 50 years late, because what ha has happened last 50 years probably wasn't really um, effective. And um, it was, um, yeah, what can we say? Um, a little bit behind um, what needs to go on. So um, when it comes to these priorities, um, you have to group uh, certain topics together and that might end up in a play with words sometimes. Um, as a matter of fact, um, it 
this paper clearly shows that these co-authors couldn't really truly agree on one single um, research item. There's a lot of diversity in, going on in the oceans in the world. And um, there are certain main groups that are uh, coming up. But um, not all of them are really super strong. And um, not really all of them are um, agreed on all the time. And um, I think there is probably a reason for it, simply because it's really important, I think, um, to emphasize that there is so much going on in the oceans that we have a hard time to prioritize anything. And then um, also to have a good agreement. And again, in this case, this would only be 38 co-authors, which is a very small group when you think of the ocean itself. So um, the priorities um, that were identified deal with this change of the seascape. Of course, I mean, it's basically global change, I would call it. Um, connectivity, people want to know the genetics uh, between these individual stocks and individual groups and individual islands and individual um, ocean systems. And then the whole issue of spatial and temporal scale and then ecosystem-based management and emerging technologies and metrics. Um, I like to leave it there. I will not dive deeper into this, what it all means, but um, I think um, you, you see that the prioritization using a Delphi method, which is basically some sort of ranking and voting, um, is actually um, confused. It's not easy. And I think that's the take-home message from this paper that um, not everybody agrees on the same issues. Now, from my side, as one participant, and I completely understand I'm only one out of these 38 uh, people there, um, I was certainly very disappointed that the idea of um, ecological economics wasn't really included. In my view, economy plays a big role. In my view, the ocean is a prime example for an economy gone awful and for Western society um, mismanaging a system. So the concept of ecosystem management or ecosystem-based management, um, if you are an, an indigenous person, you probably will agree with me that that's pretty uh, pretentious to say that, hey, we manage the system or we manage the ecosystem because we don't. Um, the ocean crisis shows us no other. And um, in my view, we have an ocean crisis. In my view, it's nowadays very hard to fix. Um, I still believe that we should do something rather than nothing. I, I agree with that. Um, but it should be acknowledged that we have an ocean crisis. It should be acknowledged that the Anthropocene has taken it over. And it should be acknowledged that the economy and the way how our policies are set, including the idea of um, the laws of the sea and these um, exclusive economic zones, and then the freedom of the sea, so-called freedom of the sea, of the international sea, uh, are pretty tricky, pretty weird concepts. Um, I don't know. That to me is a topic in itself. Um, it doesn't have to be covered in into this in this paper in this publication, but um, I think there should be a statement made um, along these lines. Now, um, when you read that paper, you see at the end it makes reference to the United Nations Decade of Ocean Science for Sustainable Development. Um, that's from 2021 to 2030, and you say, hooray, that's great. Um, it probably is. But in the meantime, you need to understand that the ocean crisis probably will not be fixed before 2030, according to this uh, sustainable development game, the aim and the goal. So in other words, next 10 years, there will be virtually no good progress. From an ocean perspective, that's probably catastrophic. As a matter of fact, the United Nations has not been a good steward of the ocean when you just look at the ocean itself right now. 
Um, the science basically has not done a good job uh, when you think of oceanography. I don't believe that oceanography is a leading conservation uh, platform for oceans or for people who have a livelihood in the ocean. So we need to understand that this Western science that we have pursued um, has probably not really achieved um, the reductionist science that includes these uh, research vessels, of which we have many, um, and that includes also the exclusion of countries that don't have an ocean. I mean, their benefit certainly or, or um, yeah, receive um, the ecological service of the ocean that includes climate, um, ocean and weather systems, and then fish. But reality is they're excluded from most of it. And so um, that's what I like to add to this. And I think this, this research paper, um, which again is done by many um, um, academ academicians um, reflecting a variety of institutions, uh, including the Western world institutions, um, is uh, it hasn't been addressed in this subject, in, in this framework. And um, to make it worse, um, when you look at the employment situation of seascape ecologists, um, there are probably very few yet employed. There are very few seascape ecologists that really truly are participating in research uh, vessel and driving research vessel research and, and setting the agendas there. Um, and that is a little, a little bit of a problem, I think, when it comes to really truly um, justifying these type of efforts. So anyway, that's just my opinion. Um, I'm certainly honored and delighted to be part of this group. I was happy to be asked and to include my, my feedback there, which I provide a lot. Um, but you're only one out of 38 uh, co-authors um, that come from all over the world, more or less, mostly the Western world, the English-speaking world. Um, and so, yeah, what can you do? Um, so here at the podcast, and that's why I explain it to you, um, what my view is on this and my opinion. It's a good start and we can make it better. And I don't know, that's probably where I would like to leave it. Um, I'm happy to hear, hear your feedback. I'm happy to have your discussion on this. Um, you might have seen other papers along the same lines that have set these prioritizations. Um, as important that sounds, um, it really tries to channel a research agenda and probably a funding agenda coming with it um, for global research. And that is a bit scary because it leaves out the public and it goes back to expertism. And um, there have been many of those papers, by the way, with some major actors always involved in, in setting these agendas and helping helping these agendas. And when you have, let's say, um, only 10 research priorities or perhaps 40 or even 100, um, you still leave out the, other, the rest, which is big, which is a lot. And so that's my scary part in this. Uh, I'm not so happy about this bias. I understand that we are realistic and that we are pragmatic in a way and that we only can achieve certain things in our institutions and in our lifelong efforts. But in the meantime, be aware that this is not the only truth. And um, yeah, you should reflect a little bit and think about it. And uh, again, this is just my opinion, but I'm happy to hear your opinions about it and what you think. Okay, thank you so much. That's all what I have. Um, nice to be with you, and um, thanks again. Bye-bye.